0: So, yeah, a lot of news coming out of Alberta, politically speaking, a lot. Um, and, of course, a lot of it dealing with the federal government. But MLAs are back on the job at the legislature. Throne speech happened Monday. Uh, first question period session went yesterday. And we have a pretty good idea about uh, the UCP agenda after the first couple of days. But truthfully, I mean, let's be honest here. If you've been paying attention, you pretty much knew where this was headed anyway, right? Like it or not, agree with it or not, and as I say, um, got the attention of Ottawa. The messaging has been pretty consistent, right? Starts and it ends with fighting with Ottawa. That is sort of one of the primary, if not the primary focus uh, of the provincial government, and it's been a focus of Danielle Smith, like I say, long before she even became leader. That was the signature part of her campaign. So this isn't surprising that that's going to be some of the key pieces of um what's going on in in the provincial legislature but there are some things that um you know are also dealing with what's happening here in alberta as well so uh let's get into what we've seen so far and where we might be headed now that we've seen some of the agenda laid out we're going to chat with laurie williams now laurie of course is uh an associate professor and student advisor in the department of economics justice and policy studies at mount royal Uh, laurie thanks for joining us nice to chat Great to be with you, Shane. Yeah, so no real surprises so far, right? I mean, like I say, the constant positioning of the government um, battling with the Feds remains front and center as the new session of the legislature gets started.
1: Yeah, and, and sometimes problematically so. So in the opening phrases of the throne speech, uh, we hear the the, the the words powerful forces in our country sort of aligned against Alberta is, is the is the impression <clears throat> from the beginning. Um and that, of course, doesn't address the primary issues for Albertans, which are affordability and healthcare. Yeah. So that's, I think, one, one issue with it. The other is one of the components of affordability is, is housing. And, uh, I'm basically the, the government was saying with its partners, Alberta is supporting investments in housing. Well, one of those partners is the federal government. So there's a real Mixed message here, and and you know, I I've, I think and hear consistently from folks who don't want as much to see the fighting. For some people, that's important. But for most people, solutions to problems is what they're looking for. Affordability being you know high on that that agenda, um, and so working with the federal government is something that that I think a lot of Albertans would like to see the government or the Alberta government doing, simply because um, that's their priority. And this is where course, it's not mentioned in the throne speech at all. But this is, and we're not looking at a referendum coming up. No. Um, but, but. No mention at all of the Alberta pension right.
0: plan. Which makes me question, I mean, that's sort of been all they've been talking about in the lead up, up to the legislature. It, okay, if we go back prior to the campaign, it was, a, it was a talking point. It was something that the UCP was talking about. Then we get into the election campaign, it's like, ah, no, we're not talking about that. We're not worrying about no, that. No. More
1: than that, they're not talking about it. <clears throat> Daniel Smith said something like, nobody is going to touch your pension.
0: Right, yeah. And then, then they get elected. And now suddenly it's back front and center and we're, we're doing public consultations. We get to the legislature where it's going to have to go through if anything's going to happen. And again, like you say, absolutely no mention of it. So what do we make of it? Is it just pure politics playing to the base without really having an intention of doing anything when push comes to shove? Well, there is a dimension of
1: that. <clears throat> that it is about <clears throat> pushing... Uh, or sorry, it's satisfying the base. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> so the base... Um, is very much in favor of this, but it's not just the base. It's not just political opportunism. This is something that that both Danielle Smith and Rob Anderson, her chief advisor, have been talking about for some time. Uh, they actually think this this makes sense, and I've talked to conservatives who think it absolutely makes sense to Albertans, and it might in fact yield savings. Um, but that that risk benefit ratio is is being called into question, and I think the uh, the government is is sort of almost playing defense at this point because we're hearing from Canadians and yeah. Premiers in Conservative provinces. Uh, Pierre players normal, Yeah, but, but players would normally support Alberta are, are standing up to the Canada pension plan, and that puts the Alberta government in a, in a pretty tenuous position on this. So ultimately, even though they may believe in it politically, this may not fly. If they think they can't win a referendum. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if they get too much blowback about spending $7 million plus on on advertising to try to persuade Albertans to support a policy they currently su- uh, uh, oppose in in large numbers over half well over half in some polling only about 19 or 20 percent of Albertans support it. um they're getting a lot of questions about this and i think i think you're right there there is whether it was political in the first place or not is definitely uh, the winds are shifting, and I think
0: the government is, is seeing that, that quite clearly. The the approach taken by the NDP here, I, I'm wondering if you think it'll be effective, and you mentioned it, um, they're saying, okay, you're talking about a lot of things, but what are you going to do to help Albertans? Now, there is an insurance announcement this morning when it comes to auto insurance, trying to deal with that you know, right. costs have, have soared. We talked electricity, where prices have quadrupled or quintupled in some cases. You mentioned housing, tuition. I mean, the list goes on, um, right. and this is obviously what the NDP is focused on, is saying, listen, you're talking about pension that nobody wants you're talking about um, referendums on tax increases nobody's talking about that you need to deal with the issue so is there a vulnerability there do you think
1: i think there is and i think there's a difficulty in actually addressing it effectively so you mentioned utility payments <clears throat> i don't know if you travel highway two very much but there are tons of of signs on highway two and elsewhere saying uh, do you want your your uh utility bills to quadruple well, they have <laughs> in right, Alberta yeah. for a lot of Albertans because of this government's policies, and and so they're they're again playing defense on on having the highest utility rates by a significant margin of any other Canadian. So a government that's, that's touting affordability has to address that, and they said they're going to do that in the throne speech. We don't know the details yet, but that's a huge gap to make up. Uh, is the government of Alberta actually going to put Albertans in the same position as, as other Canadians with respect to their utility bills. That's going to cost them a, a lot of money. Uh, and, and unless they do that, they're going to be vulnerable to criticism. If affordability is the top issue and you're not addressing one of the biggest expenses that albertans are facing you've got a problem
0: and you need only look to ottawa justin trudeau is learning that lesson the hard way right now he's talking about Mm -hmm. a lot of things but canadians are taking a look and you know i mean you go back to ronald reagan asking the question are you better off now than you were four years ago that's that that's the overarching question for all politicians so you do have to be very cognizant of the fact that you know if if the voters are feeling like you're not helping them make ends meet that's gonna override everything else you may want to do that's where it starts and ends right
1: well, right now, it's not just about am I better off. It's how much worse off so many people are. There, I mean, they are really struggling with just yeah. basic expenses. Uh, housing is an issue, and and again, there, there's mention of these in in the throne speech. But it's going to cost a great deal of money to actually address the problems that that Albertans are facing, um, and and I don't know if the government is is I mean it's talking on the one hand about free market. And on the other hand, to somehow providing a solution they've got they've got a lot of of things to try to 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 deal with this problem because of some of the the, the points or or values that are in tension again if you've got a free market, you're going to have higher utility yeah. rates. How are you going to offset that? They say well, they're not affordable because of the last government well they've been in power for a couple of cycles now. So um, that, that argument is not going to work anymore. And they they have to go a long way to address the, the affordability issues that, that they themselves
0: have control over. Um, last one, uh, and it was kind of an interesting one to come out of day one, because we had the government talking about referendum on tax increases because they want to increase certainty for investors and they want to give them sort of, hey, this is how things are and this is how they're going to be and you don't have to worry about any uncertainty. Um, but at the same time, you've got a Debray. Edlin, for example, saying you're creating uncertainty with some of the other things that you're talking about doing, you know, when you you keep waving that sovereignty act around, that creates a massive Mm -hmm. amount of uncertainty. So are they working at cross purposes when they try to tell investors that they've got a stable and certain future to invest in, but at the same time doing things that upend that? Right, so tax certainty is one thing, and it's it's a good thing to have to have some
1: predictability, and and that's important, no question about it. But as you mentioned, all these claims or threats to use the sovereignty act to change the pension plan, to pause uh, approvals on renewables. I mean, you want to that actually. A directly countered investment yes. yeah. in, a, in a in a sector that could go a long way to improving Alberta's reputation as as an environmental steward. Uh, so yeah, I think there's a whole lot of uncertainty uh, on the pension plan, on on the the renewables that that promise in the speech to use the Alberta Sovereignty Act. Um, Sort of freely whenever it is necessary again raises a whole lot of questions and and I think just the fact that we don 't quite know what the policy is going to be for this government, that Daniel Smith keeps saying things that raise questions um, is causing some difficulty that that actually has been offset somewhat in in what we 're hearing in that the the policies of this government will will um, be sort of developed or fine-tuned in consultation with, with caucus. And I hear from people sometimes saying, well, Danielle Smith isn't going to do things that caucus doesn't want her to do. But the reality is there's a divided caucus. Some of them want the Sovereignty Act. Some of them want the Alberta Pension Plan, and others are, 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 are deeply opposed to it. And that, I think, is going to be the deep and enduring challenge that this government faces.
0: Yeah, Which will be interesting to watch. Laurie, as always, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it.